Father in heaven, we praise and thank you for the privilege we have to be in your house this morning, to worship you, the creator of all. We just sang that, 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 that there's not enough uh, ink and, and, and paper or, or sky to write the glories, your glories. Give us a glimpse of that this morning through your word. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. I ask you to stand out of respect for God's word. Uh, we're going to be looking at uh, 2 Corinthians 5, beginning with verse 17. 2 Corinthians 5, beginning with verse 17. This is what the word of God says. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. The old things have passed away. Behold, new things have come. Now, all these things are from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, namely that God was in Christ reconciling the whole world to himself, not counting their trespasses against him. And he has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God were making an appeal through us We beg you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. Heavenly Father, these are your words. I pray that you would make them real in each one of our hearts and lives, that you'd bring us into a closer walk with you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. You may be seated. We've been singing this morning about the love of God. What is love? Uh, What does it look like? I'm not going to try to answer those questions, but... There's a Hollywood type of love. Then there's a love that young kids, how the young kids see it. And I have some examples I want to share with you. Uh, The first one is from Rebecca, age eight. When my grandmother got arthritis, she couldn't bend over and paint her toenails anymore. So my grandfather does it for her all the time, even when his hands got arthritis. That's love. I don't see myself doing that, Jane, so forget that. Billy, age four, when someone loves you the way uh, they say your name is different, you just know that your name is safe in their mouth. Um, Terry, age four, love is what makes you smile when you're tired. Nicole, age seven, love is when you let a guy, um, excuse me, tell a guy you like his shirt then he wears it every day. And the last one I'm going to share with you this morning is this one. Um, Jessica, age eight. You really shouldn't say I love you unless you mean it. But if you mean it, you should say it a lot. People forget. This morning, we are going to look at God's love. Um, that, that We could... I share a lot of scriptures, God's love for the whole world. Point number one, you'll, you'll see it up there. It's going to be, make it easy because uh, Luke has to do everything back there today except camera, so he's, make it easy. No, um, The loving God who made those in Christ new. In Christ. It's kind of interesting, that phrase, uh, as you read through uh, Paul's uh, epistles, the, the letters that he wrote, he used in Christ or in him 
A lot of times. Anybody want to guess how many times he used that? 143 times. That's a lot of times in the, in the amount of writing that he did. So in Christ must be very, very, very important. And it is. Because we're going to get to heaven is if we're in Christ. In union with Christ. At one with Christ. Join spiritually with him. There was a, there was a guy in our uh, congregation back in Park River. His name was Dan. God's love for him was so great. God pursued him and pursued him and pursued him. And, and he wanted God to catch him, if you want to put it that way. But there was something in his life that was more important, and that was alcohol. And, and uh, I don't know how many times I visited him, and uh, yeah, God was pursuing him, and it was sure the word. He, he would bring out his, his loser small catechism. He was, had to be middle to late 70s, I suppose, and he still had his catechism with him. Uh, when I visited him, he moved a number of times because of various reasons, but he still had that s- small catechism with him. We moved down here in 1998, and Dan was still running from God. But you know what God did? Out of his mercy, this may sound crazy, but out of God's mercy and his love for Dan, he gave him cancer. The last two months of his life, he ended up in bed, what we call in Park River anyway, swing bed. Uh, it's a, it's a uh, extra bed, I don't know if it's extra beds, but beds in a hospital where people can stay that probably aren't going to live a long time. And in God's mercy, there was a, there was a pastor, Ted Burkus, came and was doing interim work there at our church. And he shared the word with him, and he told me that, that Dan... was gloriously saved. He was a, became a new creation in Christ. The new creation is not just upgrades, okay? Uh, we're improvements in your personality. Dan had a good personality. Um, but made him totally new by God's power. Old things are passed away. Totally new. You are totally new in Christ. The old nature is always there, but... When a believer clings to Jesus, that new life wins. The problem comes when we who believe allow our desires to take over and not hold, in, and not hold fast to God's desires for our life and not hold fast to Christ. There is a daily, uh, maybe hourly battle that we have with our old nature Wanting to take control. I remember hearing this, uh, that Martin Luther made the statement that we have to be drown daily. Uh, and, and, and I didn't know the whole, um, the whole statement, but I'm going to read to you the whole statement. Martin Luther said, Baptism signifies that the old Adam, old nature, whatever you want to call it, in us is to be drowned daily By daily sorrow and repentance, and perish, uh, and perish with all sins and evil lusts, and that the new new man should daily come come forth again and rise, who shall live before God in righteousness and purity forever. 
Our walk with Jesus, is, it's saying here, is a daily struggle, <clears throat> a daily life of asking for forgiveness, repenting of our sins, and moving on in, in trusting Jesus. Jesus wants a believer to remember the complete transformation of God uh, that God created when we say yes to God's gift of new life in Christ. Secondly, as we look at God's love, uh, God's loving, uh, God's love, the loving God reconciled the world, world through Him in Christ. Um, all things, if we, we, I think we have to look at this before we move on, but because all things are from God, life, breath, ability to talk, walk, think, ability to love people, including the people in our own home. Um, uh, and he's stuff. He gives us everything that we have is his, uh, our homes, our car. Um, I think about it uh, Almost every night when Jane and I have the privilege of having devotions together and, and laying in bed as we're praying, we thank God even for our own bed. So many people don't even have beds to sleep in. It's God's, okay? Everything is from him and, and are his. He allows us to be caretakers of the stuff he has given us for a short, few short years on this earth. Even our ability to say yes to his gift of love. Ephesians 2 8 says, For by grace you've been saved through faith. It is not of yourselves, it is a gift of God. God gives us, even gives us the power to say yes to eternal life. God used Christ to reconcile the world to himself. John 3 16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. The definition of reconcile, I, I needed to work through this for a while this past couple of weeks. And uh, from the Blue Bible, the definition says um, um, reconcile equals return to favor with those who are at variance. In other words, people that you're not, that there's a, there's a, all between you and that person. Oxford Dictionary says, restore friendly relationship between. About 30 years ago, maybe 29, uh, there was a morning in our house, um, and uh, there's many mornings, but anyway, this morning, in particular, my second son, Luke, and I got into a discussion. Not exactly a real nice discussion, but, but I remember that morning very plainly. Because it was time for school, so he just took off. You know, that's a way of getting rid of, uh, you know, a discussion with dad and a um, teenager that looks down upon you because of his size, not because he didn't respect me. He probably didn't respect me at that moment. But, but I went to the office after that. It's kind of interesting. Um, I was preparing message for Sunday. As I, I'm guessing it was a Wednesday, but um, it doesn't make any difference to you guys. But... But I, I couldn't get anything done. It was like, like there was a wall that I, I, I didn't, couldn't figure it out for a while. I'm slow, okay, in that respect. Then I realized that it must be that situation with my son. So what do I do? Uh, um, it didn't, wasn't easy for me to swallow my pride, but I did for a moment. 
But I went to the school, went to the office, asked, where is Luke, what class is he in? And so I go down the hallway to, I'm pretty sure, um, it was Miss Anderson's class, and uh, asked for Luke to come out. And we reconciled. We, 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 I think even at, at that time, we, we hugged and said, we forgave each other, and we moved on. Okay? That's what reconciliation is. It's, it's coming to someone that you have um, a disagreement with. It's, and Right. That's what God did through Christ. He reconciled each one of us to himself by Jesus' death on the cross. By his death, his resurrection, his blood made us reconciled to God. And it's only through Christ. Jesus, the God-man, shed his blood, was sacrificed. He died, paid the penalty for our sin. And the reason why I use the term God-man is because it was the man part of Jesus that died. I'm going to tell you why I'm saying that. The scripture tells us that God cannot die. If he died, the world um, and his creation would cease. God holds this world in his hand, and without him, it can't exist, and you and I can't exist. Um, a couple of passages that I'll share with you. One of them is Colossians 1, 16 and 17. For by him all things were created, both in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And Acts um, 17.28 says this, For in him we live and move and exist. As even some of our poets have said, we, uh, for we also are his children. We are in him. It is he who takes care of us, and he who lives, uh, gives us the ability to live. What the Word of God says is that God does everything, he owns everything, even all those cars out in the parking lot. If they're old or new, he's, they're his. He holds the world together. The world cannot exist without God's power. We who receive reconciliation are totally covered by Christ's precious blood that was shed on the cross for us. Thirdly, this morning, the loving God made believers ambassadors for Christ. And maybe I would like to change the, the loving God appointed the believers to be ambassadors for Christ. Um, what are ambassadors? I think we have to look a little bit at that. And what I found out is ambassadors, um, in reality, uh, are only to say what their king or their president, or the one who is sending them, tells them to say when they are before another head of state. They're not even supposed to interject their thought if you are a true ambassador, okay? So, an ambassador for Christ, uh, which includes all of you this morning that are walking with him, 
um, we're all ambassadors. As a believer in Christ, you are automatically an approved, approved ambassador. You are to say what the Bible says, that Jesus is God and that God loves them, loves you, loves the person you're talking to, and that he has paid the price for their sins. They're totally reconciled to God. I mean, the reconciliation is already taken care of. They just need to receive it. That, uh, that they as a person are so important to God that he sacrifices one and only son to pay the price for their sins. People don't understand uh, people don't understand that God can love them. What, why am I saying that? Because today, what are we taught? We're taught about evolution. We're just cosmic accidents, right? And yet this God loves us so much that tell us we're not accidents. We've been created for a purpose. But when we think we're cosmic accidents, what happens? We see the result and and the chaos and the murders and the suicides. Trying to get all they can in this life because there's nothing more. God says, I created you for a purpose. I love you. I want you to live in heaven with me forever. Big difference, isn't there? Between God's love for us and being a cosmic accident. We are, as ambassadors, we are to beg people to be reconciled to God, to receive his love and salvation, not force them, I know people that will, that will try to force somebody into salvation, but that does not happen. That does not work. We see in Scripture that God didn't do that. But pray when the Holy Spirit tells us to share. Beg. Make an appeal to, his, to this person to be reconciled to God because of what, God, what Christ did on the cross, because of his great love for that person. And I'm not sure how you can explain that, but but how can we get across how much God loves us? And that's that's what the world needs, the unbelievers need. If you if you remember nothing else from this morning, remember you are reconciled by God through. He made everything right with God. He shed blood. On the cross gives you 100% forgiveness. He died for the whole world. As a person who is walking with Jesus, you are a new creation. You have a God-given purpose on this earth. You are ambassador for Christ. He asks you to consider, to beg others, to, to be followers of Jesus. Heavenly Father, as we think about your great love this morning. Help us to be willing to live out that love and to tell others to be that ambassador you were calling us to be. In Jesus' name, amen.